The BASTEM Global Competitiveness Conference presents Making More Minutes, Time Management for Pre-Professionals, a professional development seminar featuring Senior Recruiter for the Federal Aviation Administration, Tammy Jones, IT's Senior Manager for the Boeing Company, Lisa Valle, Plan Executive Director for General Motors, Marcos Purdy, and CEO of I Am A Genius, Candace Cox Wemberly. Students who've learned how to effectively manage time during high school are better prepared for the rigors of college study. Regardless of preparation, it takes time to adjust to college. Improve your time management skills by setting goals and not deviating from them. Even students who manage time well during high school often struggle when they begin college. Students are overwhelmed with large course loads, extracurricular activities, and other social activities. Although being in college can be overwhelming, it's possible to complete everything that must be done in a timely and efficient manner. Without further ado, the Bay of STEM Global Competitiveness Conference presents Making More Minutes, Time Management for Pre-Professionals, featuring Tammy Jones, Lisa Valle, Marcos Purdy, and Candice Cox Wemberly. Okay, it's 11.30 on the dot. We can get started. I'll start uh, by giving you a little bit of housekeeping. I'm Lisa Valle, your moderator for today's panel on Making More Minutes. We're in the Wilson Room, and this is targeted towards pre-professionals, but everybody's gonna, as we're all professionals and used to be pre-professionals, it's for everybody. But I understand I've got a bunch of folks in the room that are gonna leave at noon, so we're gonna get the bulk of the good stuff in before they leave, because I want you guys to be able to take away some goodness, okay? Little bit of housekeeping. Um, make sure you get your badge scanned when you come in the room. Um, that is so that you can retrieve some credits for being a part of this session. You get professional development credits for being here. At the end of the session, there'll be a survey. We're asking that everybody complete that seminar survey, and I'm gonna give you another reminder at the end of this. Uh, the presentation will be available on the BEA site after the conference is over, so you'll be able to retrieve that. Reminding my panelists to all speak in the mic because it's being recorded. And social media, please post. Uh, tag BEA, uh, all of that information's been poured into you since you got to this conference but make sure that you um, download, download the app uh, from the Google Play Store or from the iPhone Store and join us on Facebook, which is Bay STEM. Okay? So with that, I'm Lisa Valle. I come from the Boeing Company. Um, it's so thrilled to be your moderator on this topic. I'm a little passionate about it. You're gonna figure that out in a second. Um, and I want to make sure that you get to hear from my panelists I'm gonna say their name and where they're from, but as they speak, they're all gonna give you their own individual story from their perspective and their lay of the land and where they work and how they operate. So we have Marcos Purdy on the end, at the end of the table. He's from General, General Motors as an executive director. I have Tammy Jones right after him. She's with the FAA and she's uh, supporting our human resources management organization there. And then I have uh, Candace Cox Wimberly. She is a CEO and author who's gonna be able to drive it home with some real nuggets. She's uh, authored a book on the topic and just to help people in their goal setting and to help prepare the best for their futures. So like I said, you're gonna get some tried and true best practices about making the most of your time. You know, we only have 24 hours in a day, right? And in order to be able to provide the best that we can of ourselves, by making sure that our goals are in tune to where we set our priorities for the day, we wanna make sure that we give you some good habits. And then we're gonna give you some good habits to break. So one of the questions, I'm gonna prepare my panel for this, that I'm gonna ask after everybody tells their story about all the great things they do, I'm gonna say, and then what habits did you need to break in order to make that work? And then I'm gonna give you some resources. I want you to be able to follow up and to keep these practices. So books that you might wanna follow, apps that you might wanna to add to your phone, just tools to help you to maintain um, some good goal setting, uh, to-do list apps and such. 
I have a really cute quote down there that I follow for myself. Productivity isn't just about being a workhorse, keeping busy or burning the midnight oil. It's about, it's more about your priorities, planning and fiercely protecting your time. And I, I use the word priorities there in plural, but honestly, priorities can't be plural because you can only be focused on one good thing at a time. So it, it's really about knowing what your number one priority is for the day, killing it, and then adding another one, okay? Next, you're gonna hear from my buddy Marcos. Um, first. There you go. <laughs> All right, good morning, everyone. No, yeah, good morning, close uh, enough. Close. So I'm Marcos, uh, thank you for having me, first of all, pretty excited to, to be here, um, talking about some things that we um, look at from a, a behavioral and how do you free up time. First about me, I, I obviously work at General Motors, as she stated, been at GM for 25 years. Um, my wife and two boys are in the audience there, so I have my wife Tracy, my kids Miles and Bryce, and so it's got to make time for them, so this will be it's a kind of timely conversation. The... Um, I currently, you see on, you saw on the screen, which is a little different than my tag, but at the time I was honored to, to be part of the panel, I got a new job. Ah, um, nice. In the prior to January, I was a plant executive director at our plant in Lansing called Lansing Delta Township. Anyone ever heard of the Buick Enclave? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hands, Chevrolet Traverse? <laughs> yes, okay, we built those. Right. So every time you see one of those vehicles, think about me, okay? <laughs> Um, and that's over, we had over 2,000, 2,500 plus people in that organization um, building the vehicle daily. So we, it's a pretty fascinating environment to be a part of and, and frankly, fascinating to be able to, to lead it because those are some very important products for General Motors and for them to entrust this kid uh, to, to lead that facility was quite an honor. But been at GM 25 years, many different roles. Uh, Lived abroad for over nine years, lived in Australia, lived in Canada, lived in Thailand, lived in Indonesia, um, all with GM uh, moving to different roles and functions and um, worked in manufacturing, worked in engineering, worked in sales, marketing. Uh, so had a pretty good uh, a variety of different roles uh, during the career. So with that, you can expect I, I really have to learn how to manage my time um, in you know, in the different roles, it really calls for different types of, of management of time and how time becomes more important are doing these roles. Do you want? Do I want to just go right into it? Or yeah. Yeah. No question from you. Just Not good. Yet. All right. Stacking them up. Okay. <laughs> so you know, doing all those roles, it, it really challenges you to to manage your time wisely. Um, and I remember, I recall, and, and the kids may not remember, but I, I remember where it really hit home with me. Um, on my time is we were overseas and in the bottom part of the house I left my cell phone on a table in sort of the general foyer area and I, I um, left the phone there I went upstairs didn't have the phone and Miles my son Miles came with the phone upstairs and says dad you forgot this I'm like wait a second I'm just upstairs but he saw me carry the phone around everywhere I go in the house always working and because it was on the table and I was upstairs, his thought was, I forgot to carry my phone around. So it sort of hit home about a time and how do you manage your time at work, at home? And it really started me focusing on, you know, time constraints, not only at work, but, but you know, when I'm outside of work. But I kind of broke it into three different areas. There are morning habits that really help me with time to, to as I go through my day. And I look at morning habits, for example, in the morning, in the manufacturing facility, the place is running when you're not there. So some will say, don't look at your phone in the morning before you go to work. Mine is look at your phone in the morning before you go to work. Because, because the place, there's so many things that have happened while you were asleep, you kind of want to get yourself braced for when you get there, it's not all a surprise and it, it takes away time and being effective when you get there. Mm -hmm. So my world is a little different in that simply because I had a facility that was running, but I found by you know, my environment and setting that up, it allowed me when I got to work, I was more efficient because I was a little bit ahead of what was happening. Mm -hmm. You know, that was one of the morning habits that really helped me plan my day when I, when I got to work. There are other things you can talk about habits and health wise and make sure you drink water. Um, but I think from a work in managing my time, just checking that email or alarms at work prior to going 
really set me off on a good day. And then when you get there in the workday habits, you know, people have a, a, a habit of meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting. And what ends up happening? You're late for the next meeting because that meeting went too long. And then the next meeting you end up being late for. Then you end up canceling a meeting because your, your day is ended and you got to reschedule it. So you lose a lot of time during that period just from efficiencies of meetings. So really, you know, a couple of the team members are here and they'll tell you, I'm probably not the best at managing time in meetings, but you try to not schedule them back to back so that you can get have time to get to your next meeting, have the meeting and, and move move on with the agenda items, as well as mobile phones and computers. You see a lot today, everyone's on their computer in the meeting, everyone's on their phone in the meeting. We sort of put a habit in place where you leave your phones in the back of the room so we can focus on the meeting, focus on the people that are speaking in the meeting so that you can get the meeting uh, done in time. That habit during the day allowed you to have the time to one, get through your meeting and agenda items to be efficient, mm -hmm. number two, for my business, people are, are a huge aspect. I've talked about 2,500 people. I needed time during the day to actually just talk to people, just walk the floor and talk to people. And that allowed me to understand what was happening in the business. By doing that, I needed that time. So a meeting couldn't absorb the time. So scheduling meetings, being efficient in meetings is really important during the workday. And I'd say lastly, the evening habits that really got to how do I focus on, I'm not great at it. so. Don't you guys hold me to this when we leave here today? Um, I'm not great at it, but you know, about eight o'clock, nine o'clock, I shut it down. There's no more um, kind of phone work um, type of activity in the household. Uh, but at the same time, at about eight o'clock, I look at my schedule for the next day mm -hmm. so that I understand um, what I'm going up against in the next day. So again, just trying to stay ahead of what I'm doing to help make sure that my time is used wisely. And at home, I will, there's, there's no question, once I get home, I possibly am still on the phone. I am possibly still looking at emails, but I try to give myself that nine o'clock bogey because unfortunately, unfortunately, you know, the job does require maybe a little more than, you know, at three o'clock or four o'clock, I can shut it down. So knowing that, in the family knowing that, you try to create this, this, this white space that says, I'll shut down at this, this stage. And unless something else, of course, is abnormal, but really focus on that during the evening. So that helps me not only lead into the next day, but create that time at home that at least uh, gives me that focus uh, uh, during the day. So that's sort of high level, kind of with my schedule, how I've defined, you know, trying to keep make more time for myself and as my daily um, schedule allows, follow some of those habits during the day. I have a question for you. I should probably ask your wife, but I'm gonna ask you. <laughs> what does vacation look like? <laughs> Why'd you ask that question? Because I, I, I purposefully, you'll see. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> an, <laughs> so, um, it's not as relaxing as I would like it to be. Okay. And it, it, there are moments where I have to catch myself from getting involved with work. Mm -hmm. You know, the good news uh, about um, our, I think GM as a whole. We really want people to take that time. So it's up to us yeah. to really drive that taking yourself away from work. Trust your team, right? And you got to let your teams uh, kind of be engaged when you're away. Mm -hmm. So I will tell you, for me, I am still, uh, 25 years later, a senior executive in GM. I still struggle with mm -hmm. taking myself away. Yeah. Um, partly I'll use this excuse, as I use it with my wife, is when I get back, I don't want to have a whole bunch of stuff to do. <laughs> Right. That's an excuse. Yeah, that is literally an excuse because your team can do it. And, and um, so my vacations aren't as free as I'd like them to be. Uh, there's an area I still try to work on. But I think, you know, as a company, we encourage uh, turn off because we need people there more when they're there than when they're away. And part of being more engaged when you're there is having that downtime. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm better at it. I'm not great, but I know the importance of it. It's also, as leaders, we set the precedence for our teams about mm -hmm. what vacation looks like. Mm -hmm. When we're online during vacation, then they think there's an expectation that Absolutely. they secretly have to be online too. Um, so yeah, that's good. And, 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 that's and I just point. encourage you, plan mm -hmm. vacations where his phone doesn't work. Like so far away on some deserted island, phone don't work. Sorry, can't check in. That's happened before. <laughs> Perfect, thank you. Um, I'm gonna 
urge anyone in the audience to just ask questions throughout. Um, I'm sure they'd be happy to answer them at any time. Um, I have a couple of prizes for the first couple of questions to encourage you, okay? Tammy, what nuggets do you have to share? All right, hello everybody. Um, I'm Tammy Jones, and excuse my voice, um, it's this weather. <laughs> it's just so tricky these days, but um, I'm Tammy Jones and I'm with the FAA um, here in DC. Uh, we are located all over. I am responsible for the agency's recruitment and outreach, and that recruitment and outreach includes um, working with students K through 12, all the way through um, postgraduate level, and the professionals. And what I do on a daily basis is I am looking at opportunities such as this conference to uh, go out and meet the best and brightest for the agency. Um, one of the things that we have been doing lately is we have a great, um, a huge focus on uh, aviation, not only for FAA, but for for uh, the nation. So identifying individuals and uh, trying to capture their interest in aviation. My days are hectic, very hectic, and um, I, I feel sometimes as if I'm in a rat race. And so uh, what I've tried to do um, in order to manage that is, is that um, at the beginning of my day, I, I try to prepare for what my week looks like. So I will take a look at my calendar and try to determine, okay, what are my priorities here? Um, this past week alone, uh, because Congress is looking at what we do as an agency, I had to respond to maybe five um, uh, congressional inquiries. And in doing that, I mean, that requires levels higher than me, my directors, my executives, the administrator of the agency, um, relying on me to respond and so that they are ready when they go to the Hill. In doing that, I have to look at my schedule again, see how I can adjust, um, but at the same time, how am I not making myself crazy with all of these demands that I have? I'm, I'm, I'm on a continuous basis of recruiting for the agency, so I have a team that, and in fact, some of them are downstairs now, but I have a team of individuals that um, you know, come to me for advice on what do they need to do, what are the next steps. So I need to make sure that I'm there for my team. In addition to that, I have these inquiries that I have to respond to, and so I have levels higher than me relying on me. And I have to say, okay, when do I get the time to do what I need to do to get my work done? And so, um, again, looking at um, my calendar, trying to set a goal. Tammy, what is priority? I have to prioritize, um, of course, if the administrator is looking at something that where they need to go to the Hill and I have to respond to it, that becomes priority. Um, thankfully, I have a team of individuals who can go out, who can um, respond to any of the questions regarding um, K through 12 or anything uh, relating to entry-level uh, hiring for the agency. So I'm glad that I have that team, but I, ha I still have to find a way to manage my time and look to see how can I be there for everybody and still be there for Tammy, keeping her sound and you know composed because sometimes it gets really, really crazy. Um, I have to set boundaries. I have to set boundaries and I have to say, okay, these are the priorities for the week. These are the, I know what's coming up. And those priority, those things that might, in, in some cases, I have a director who thinks that everything is urgent, urgent, urgent. And while I know what the mission of the agency might be, he has his own mission. <laughs> and so um, I have to say, well, this is the agency priority. And this is what I have to work towards. This is what they are looking for. And I have to, remind him that this is where we need to head, the direction that we need to head into. And so it's a, it's a matter of setting those boundaries to say, hey, I get it. And, and what you need, we're going to get to it. But right now, this is not it. This is not it. it. These are the things that take precedent over everything that we would normally do on a daily basis. My days are very hectic, but I love my job. And, and it's a matter of figuring out what is the best way to get my job done, as well as um, ensuring that I am still calm and in a safe space and a good space, mm -hmm. good headspace. 
And so we relate that to our audience. There's mm -hmm. students in the room. Yes. And when you said prepare for the week. Yes. So you do that at the beginning of the week. Yes. Um, can you give them advice around how they would apply that practice to their absolutely. life and the boundaries piece woven in that? Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know if there are any high school students in here, but there definitely. Are. Okay, so high school, college, you do have a curriculum, correct? And so your, your teachers give you a curriculum at the beginning of the year. Um, they may even provide you with a schedule um, prior to the, the next week. Take a look at it. Take a look at what's due. And in, in that time, I, I see you have a question. During that time, uh, determine how are you going to go about um, attacking whatever it is that you need to get done. For instance, you might say, oh, I have a math test that I need to study for. Start preparing for it early. You know, don't wait until the last minute. We have so many uh, distractors that uh, come about. You know, we have... We have TV, we have social media, we have all of these, um, we have our friends, our friends that just come over and talk with us. And so we have to determine what is priority, you know, and, and what, what are your goals? What are your goals, your ultimate goal at the end of the day? What is it? it do I just want to hang out with my friends or do I want to be successful in what I am doing and what I'm trying to accomplish? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so as Marcos was saying, you know, they... Individuals will schedule a meeting back-to-back, uh, back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back. This week alone, I probably had um, 24 meetings. So it was like almost six meetings a day. And, it, yeah, it, it, was, it was really painful. And, and, but I had to, I had to go through and, and ask one of my employees, put something on my calendar, right? It wasn't a real meeting, but it was actually desk time for me, right? Because... You can't keep filling up my schedule and I can't, you know, because I can't get the work done if mm -hmm. I have back-to-back, back-to-back meetings, you know. So in preparing that for um, those that, that hectic and that rat race that I, I refer to, um, I do. I have to kind of sneak off and schedule some kind of desk time. You know, what I will tell you um, at this age and even at the level that I'm at now, um, and, and I'm sure it, it applies to uh, most people in the room, find a mentor. You know, it's so important that you have a mentor, somebody to help guide you um, on a daily basis, weekly basis to give you pointers, ask questions about how do I manage my time, right? Um, look at what works best for you. That's what I would say. What works best for you when you want to study? Um, for me, it, it was listening to music, soft music, you know? So, um, you know, what, what works best for you and, you know, and helps you to get to that space where, okay, I'm able to do this. And as you do that, the more you repeat something, the better you become at it. Mm -hmm. Ask questions of any, anybody that, you know, you might consider a mentor, ask them how they've done it and, and observe them, see what works. If I could just add to that one piece, I, I, to keep some key words, look ahead. It's exactly how she mentioned planning our calendar. It's me looking at the, the night, night before what's mm -hmm. happening the next day. Look ahead. If you know there's um, a key milestone in a test or a quiz on this date, work yourself backwards. Mm -hmm. What can I do up to this point so that I don't have to worry about the night before or the day of? But look ahead and understand how does that calendar look? How does that schedule look? Work yourself back and say, now, how do I fit this in to get ready for this milestone yeah. and be ready? I kind of want to chime in on it, although I haven't introduced myself yet. Um, but pretty much, I would say you mentioned a keyword transition. Mm -hmm. And life brings about transitions, does it not? And then also tying in with a young man at, earlier, he asked about how do you prepare for unexpected things. Mm -hmm. So essentially, one, being intentional knowing what it is that you're focusing on, knowing what it is that you want to do, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's a quote in a saying that says, the earlier you get up in the morning, the more you can get out of your day, right? So some people may not be early birds. I know I wasn't <laughs> in high school and college, right? But the reality is, as was shared by Miss Tammy, those habits, the more you learn and try to break the habits and try to figure out what it is you're really after and want to accomplish, the easier it will become over time. Planners, 
or a calendar, knowing what makes what works best for you. You know, for me, the planner in my phone works the best. Some people prefer a planner in their um, the paper planner where you can highlight it and put your syllabus of days and classes you have to go to and the things that you have, you know, to accomplish and also making that me time, mm-hmm. making it a priority, but writing it out, making it pretty, making it fun and motivates you to go forward and do it. Okay. Or should I go ahead and give my introduction? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead so that we're not jumping back and forth. So I'm Candace. I am here from Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> Woo! Got some detail in the house. All right. And also here to join me, I am honored. Um, I was blessed to have my mother come join me here from Detroit and support me um, in this endeavor and also for Valentine's Day weekend, right? Um, and I wanted first and foremost to just say, you know, hello, All Stars. It's All Star Weekend, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? So instead in Chicago, we ain't here making these moves, right? That's Preparing right. for our future. That's right. Talk about time management. So I am the founder of I Am a Genius. I Am a Genius is an inspirational company and inspirational brand, and we provide workshops as well as fundamental. Um, programs to youth within the community. We also have a retail line. The inspiration that brought about I Am A Genius was to motivate young people within the communities, motivating them in their self-esteem, motivating them to know that they have purpose and know that we all are geniuses and we all were created with our own unique design and we all have a purpose, right? Background, I did graduate from Michigan State. I was on a journey to become a lawyer. I pictured myself be here working in Congress or something at this point, you know, but life brought about a change, right? Um, I did spend some time working um, in a legal capacity, though, and I also moved forward and I worked within the engineering realm. Um, about two years ago, I was going through the transition of shifting to be a full-time entrepreneur, and I was working at Ford. Motor company. There's a lot of static in our mic. <laughs> As an innovation coach, um, so have you all ever seen an F-150 drive down the street or an Explorer? <laughs> I was a part of that program. <laughs> part of time management is patience. <laughs> But, you know, you know, all in all, you know, they're American vehicles and we're all excited about that. So anyhow, after I left Ford Motor Company, I actually went forward and doing my business full time and doing programs and workshops and being able to really make the most of time. That's what really brought about that transition for me of saying, you know, if not now, Candace, when? I started my business maybe about four years ago in different realms, and I was like baby stepping it. And I had to remember my why. I had to remember why I started, and I had to be able to cease every moment I said, because tomorrow isn't promised. And if it's within me and God told me that this is something I'm supposed to do, I can't waste any time. I had to make it a priority. And I had to really invest my energy, my intellect, the money I invested, school, student loans, to do what I know I was called to do, right? So I encourage everyone in this room, college student, high school student, professional, retiree, family member, whoever you are, always remember the why. And whatever you're doing, remember the why, because that will provide you motivation. It will help you through the transition. It will know, okay, what's the next steps? Or if it's time to move on, remember your why. And in addition to that, stay focused. Focus on your focus. Don't let distractions spur you off. Things can become up and distract you. People can come and distract you. Their path, their way. They may come and say, do this, do that. And that will be a distraction. You got to remember your why and you got to remember your focus. Because at the end of the day, we all have an assignment on why we're here, right? And then intentional. Being intentional is key. I mentioned it a moment ago. Being intentional is key because you're able to stay more focused. When you're intentional, when you start your day with time management, have an intention. Start that day of your goals, your priorities, and even affirmations to give you that courage to push forward. That has helped me tremendously, saying affirmations or even working out. That helps me in my me time to get me that 
push, that moving forward. So know what works for you. It may be your diet. It may be your working out. Maybe books you read. Whatever it is, you got to know what helps you have that balance. Mm-hmm. But always staying intentional. When you're going to a meeting, when you go meet your professor, don't get distracted. If you're like, I'm coming to talk about this exam, don't get sidetracked. Stay focused and say, okay, these were my intentions. Let's go about it. If you have a meeting, professionals, if you have somewhere you need to go or you have to travel, stay intentional. If it's a vacation, stay intentional. You know, it's like, okay, I got to have a balance. I've had that struggle where I actually, when I travel abroad, it's a little bit better. Because I know, okay, I'm intentional. I have to recharge just like my phone has to recharge every night. My body needs to recharge. So that's going to help me be that much more better. Mm -hmm. But in addition to that, um, being intentional is just important to really incorporate every single day. Okay. And last but not least, maximize the very present moment. Every moment. Right now, it's the only moment that's guaranteed to each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. The saying goes, the past is history, the future is a mystery, but the present is a gift. Mm-hmm. And right now, we're here amongst one another. You will never be the same after this moment. That's right. I'm here to guarantee that. Mm-hmm. From this moment forward, you're going to be better but you will never be the same. You're gonna be held accountable for what you learned today. Because in life, again, there's some things we know we don't know. Then there's some things we know that we know. But then what about those things that you don't know you don't know, right? Those are breakthrough moments. So you're experiencing breakthroughs in different ways today, but when you have those moments, those breakthroughs, you're like, I didn't know, I didn't know that. I needed to know that. Capitalize that. Because at the end of the day, your story is for someone else. Your journey, you being here today in Bayon, you being in this conference, you being in this room, this moment, it's intentional. It's for a reason. So capitalizing on each and every of the moments in your life, jot down this story. If you're managing your time, make sure to also jot down your time, your story, your history, because somebody else needs it. That's an excellent question. The why of discovery will continue to grow throughout life, right? And staying hungry for it is number one. The other piece is paying attention to those things that make you excited, mm-hmm. those things that get your attention. And it may be completely weird or crazy compared to somebody else, but that's the reason. Jot it down, remember it, build upon it. But those, when you get those butterflies, it might be a commercial or something on the radio. It might be something you see in a magazine or a comment somebody says. Pay attention. Because it's not a coincidence when you get those butterflies in your stomach and you're like, oh, man, that excites me. Or you create, you come up with an idea, jot it down and build upon it. You're listening to Making More Minutes, Time Management for Pre-Professionals, a professional development seminar featuring Tammy Jones, Lisa Valle, Marcos Purdy, and Candice Cox-Wimberly. Brought to you by the Global Catalyst for Change, the Bay of STEM Global Competitiveness Conference, where we make the untapped potential possible. Be sure to check out our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Yeah, hello everyone. My name is Zion Yilman Jr. at Morgan State University, so engineering major. Um, so my question would be, how do you incorporate into your week um, time to, I guess, self-care so you're not overstressing yourself? So I went to Florida A&M. Did I tell everyone that? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'm Morgan State, by the way. Um, I, part of it is it's back to that unexpected, too. And one quick one. Plan the unex- don't, don't try to plan for the unexpected because it will happen. And you just have to iron out that time during the week. You have to say these are, I call it white space. These are sacred moments during the week where in the calendar you may put just a hold. So that means no one meets you. Mm-hmm. Or in the end, it's really, you know, the discipline of saying at this period, this is for me. This is for me for health and well-being. This is for me just to recharge. You really just have to be intentional. I'll use her word because it's very important. You have to be intentional on what is good for you. Because that will help you with everything else. Without that 
peace of mind, you can't be that successful out there. You can't get out there and give it your all. So I would I would challenge you all to just say, this is me in, in holding to that and everything else kind of circles around that. And there's a period when you do that, you will be, it'll become habit and then it'll become discipline that you'll do it every day, every week. And you'll see how it kind of incorporates into, wow, this works because it actually helps you with the other stuff that happens in life versus trying to chase something for you while you're chasing everything else. You never get your mind out of the spin. So therefore, you never really give your full self. Mm-hmm. Hello, my name is Serena Dijani, and I'm a freshman at Indiana University. So my question is about the staying focused and um, setting boundaries. Set, yes, sorry, mm-hmm. I forgot the word uh-huh. for it. I'm notoriously a people pleaser. So how do I go about that? When someone asks me to do something for them, I immediately say yes. Mm-hmm. And then I end up pushing my stuff down and my list just keeps going down. And mm-hmm. then I never get to what I need to do. And so for me, um, and so aside from my day-to-day, I am also a life coach. And one of the things that I, um, I, I talk with my clients about is, you know, um, prioritizing and, and that me time, you know. Look at what your values are. What are your values? I know a lot of times we want to please people because for a long time I was a people pleaser. And I still, you know, I'm a people person. And so I want individuals that I interact with to be happy. I Overall, I want the world to be happy. But I do realize that I can't please everybody, mm-hmm. you know. what? Do what you can, but you have to look out for yourself because if you don't, manage your time and look at how certain things impact you, there will be no you around. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to have to get it done one way or another, you know, and you you may start with a conversation. Um, I, I would love to do this, but I have to check my schedule. I have to see because I have some things Mm -hmm. that I have going on right now. So, you know, just explain it to them. Explain it to you know one of the things that we 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 know is that or we learn later on in life is where did it come from why are we always trying to please people why do we have certain habits right they start early on sometimes we're told yes say yes to everything you know make sure everybody's happy but we're never told to look out for yourself first I'm in a I'm a recovering people pleaser still working (laughs) on it right yeah. And I think there's a there's something that comes from looking uh, to be accepted by other people. So you feel like you can never say no to them because you're always seeking your self-worth in them for them to validate it for you. So there's a couple of things there. One, stop looking at other for others to give that to you. Yeah. It's If you know that the thing that you're doing is leading you closer to that why that Candace spoke about, and that intention that you have to then go do that thing because it's leading you closer to it. But if it's not, it's it's a waste of your time. It's not a priority, okay? And then promise me something. When you say that, let me think about it, and you can't do it, promise me that you're not going to apologize for that. That's right. That's right. The words out of your mouth will not be, I'm so sorry, I can't. You're not sorry because you put yourself first. So yeah. don't apologize for don't it, wanna... okay? That's right. On that same point, there's a book very popular get from Amazon, it's called Boundaries, about 10 bucks, and will help you with learning how to create your own boundaries in yourself. So if you have that problem, buy it, read it. Here's a quote also, and it says, the greatest way to have the best amount of freedom is not to care what other people think of you. Mm-hmm. That's true. And sometimes it takes time to process that. Yeah. but essentially when you start and you eliminate everybody else cloud and clear your vision and focus on this about a you and you relationship first and foremost Mm -hmm. that's priority everything else is supposed to happen and is supposed to be attracted to you will happen and you won't have to feel guilty that you're letting someone else down but remember that you want freedom to be who you really are and what you're supposed to do there's this quote I found on the boundaries topic too. It says, I didn't set this boundary either to offend or please you. I did it to manage the priorities and goals I have set mm-hmm. for my life. Yeah. I like that. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. Okay. And so Lisa, while we're on the boundaries, yeah. um, I found myself at work having to set those boundaries because the more I did, the more they expected, 
And then I got to the point, I was taking my laptop home. I was, I was doing what you were doing, Marcos. And, you know, and I got tired. I got tired and I felt myself, you know, and, and I, I gained weight. You know, I wasn't eating right, but I gained weight because I wasn't working out like I was supposed to. And um, I was no longer me, you know. And then I had to say, hey, hold up, hold up. You're going to have to find somebody else to do this. Or, you know, we're going to just have to come up with a different plan. You know, it, it, whatever was going on didn't align with my values. My values are very important. And so, the, again, that goes back to your why, right? Yep. That goes back to your why. You know, you have to find out why am I here, what's important to me. Because people, people will use you and try to get whatever they can out of you without even considering the fact that, Man, she's got he or she has so much on their plates, you know, but they want what they want. So it's I just, important. I just had a vision of one of my 20 somethings. I have two, three boys in their 20s and them using this against me. So if you're living in your parents' house, your why or your boundary can't be sorry, mom, you're not on my priority list. Can't take that trash out. Or, you know, my laundry's going to sit there because. That's a boundary for me. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't turn this around, <laughs> okay? <laughs> yeah, I could totally see that happen. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. want to piggyback. So one of the young ladies asked, "How do you discover your why?" Mm-hmm. Um, and I would be amiss if I didn't mention. Actually, I wrote a book. And it's entitled I Am a Genius, and it is a career journal, and it helps you do just that, discover your why, as well as help you manage your time, exploring and learning how to start a business, be an entrepreneur, um, as well as exploring different career options. And it's a guided journal because it also gives you the fundamental tools, but you also write your authentic answers to the questions in the journal. Awesome. Perfect. So that's one of the resources that I'm going to list here is it's uh, p- looking at Candace's book. You can get it on Amazon and it, it literally will help you start to plan your life journaling. You know, you're writing down with intention your plan for your life. Mm-hmm. Another one. Um, so there's this book that I read years ago, a couple of years ago, called The One Thing. Found it in the airport. I was traveling and it picked it up and it really speaks very clearly about You can only have one priority. There's only one thing that's the most important today. Mm -hmm. And what's that one thing that if I don't do it, it will set the pace for the nothing else matters if I don't do that one thing. There's literally one thing every day that you can do that does that. Where if you don't take care of it first thing, and by the way, if it's the most important thing and nothing else matters until you do it, it's the first thing that you do in the day. And uh, Marcos talked about blocking your calendar Mm -hmm. So people don't plan meetings around it. From 6 to 8 a.m. every morning, my calendar's blocked, and it literally says the one thing. And it's the, because I looked at my calendar the night before, and I know what I have to have done Mm -hmm. to make the next Mm -hmm. day successful, that six to eight hour block is to do that thing. And everybody on my team knows, do not bother me during that two-hour period, unless you're coming to help me with that thing. That's right. Right? <laughs> if they're coming to help me with the thing, you are welcome to come on in. But if, if you're not, if it's something different, I can't talk to you till 8. Mm-hmm. And that's a practice that this book taught me. And this book was so instrumental in that and how I think about this topic that I bought a ton of those books. I bought so many of those books that the publisher, and I would tweet about it and post about it and on Amazon, I put a good review about it, and the publisher called me one day and said, you are sure buying a lot of these books. Let's give you the publisher rate. I'm like, thank you. Um, but but I highly, highly suggest that one. The other one is the five-second rule. Um, my husband is a, is a rocket engineer, um, so he could resonate with this when I described it to him. But you know when you get up in the morning and you say to yourself, God, I should work out. If you wait more than five seconds, your brain will talk you out of it. That's true, it's, it's it's factual. Your brain will talk you out if you wait more than five seconds. So it's all about, I have to work out. Five, four, three, two, one, get up. And you do it before the five second mark because that's the only way you will not, you'll trick your brain into not talking you out of working out or doing whatever it is you're supposed to be doing. Okay, so five second rule by Mel Robbins. The one thing by Gary Keller, he's a co-author, he's of Keller Real Estate. And then, um, Candace spoke about the intention when you write things down. Um, I just 
posted like a little daily planner sheet that lists the top five things I have to do today. And my to-do lists that lead, they all lead back to that thing. And then the meetings that I have today that should lead back to those five things. If they don't, they are a deprioritized meeting. It's not mm -hmm. the thing that you should be focused on. You could go to the meeting, but that's only if you've gotten headway on those other things, right? Um, and then I, there's some productivity apps out there that you guys probably know about as students. Do you guys know Trello or Asana? You guys familiar with those? I'm a big fan of apps like that. Um, for those that don't know, they're dashboards that you can create um, and lists that you can create in those dashboards that all of those dashboards could be a priority. And then the lists that you create are all tasks that you have to do to get that priority accomplished. And what I love about it is they're shareable. So uh, my family, we share the Trello app, you know, within our family, but you could share it within your work teams. If you have teams at school, like if you're in Nesby or SHIP or SWE and you guys have teams that you're working on boards, you could share the apps for the to-do list there. Any more that you guys want to add? Now, I, I would just kind of in a, almost a summary. Mm -hmm. If you think about everything you've heard, uh, have you ever heard you're the product of your own environment? So create your own environment. Yeah. If your environment is, I block the calendar, people will know that and they'll respect that. If your environment is, you know, if you want me to do something, um, if it's not value added to what the, the goal is and you say no, people will respect that you said no. Um, I, I use one example. I just switched jobs in all of a sudden things start showing up on my calendar for meetings at 530, 6 o'clock on a Friday. Mm -hmm. That is like a super That's no like no. That's like we do not right. do that. <laughs> right? That's right. And, but, I, I, but I never create the environment to say, mm -hmm. I don't do 5.30 meetings on Friday. Mm -hmm. So setting that expectation or in the environment, and then I think what's el what else is important that was said, and, and we can't take for granted, your employees or your team or your friends, they react to how you react. So if I'm sending emails on vacation, they feel like they need to respond. Mm -hmm. If I hold a meeting at 5.30, they feel like it's okay to be at work at 5.30. Mm -hmm. So that environment you create really sets a good environment for, for all because the chances are no one wants to be at work at 5.30 on a Friday. Right. No one wants to be in Aruba texting their boss about a project. Right. That's pretty much, I'll give you 95% of people. So set the environment, the tone that you, you create the environment you're in, and, and that helps others as well. Marcos, can you also talk a little bit about your morning routine? We mm -hmm. talked about that in one of our earlier meetings about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so my, in general, I go from the, the, you know, I started recently, and my wife, I'll tell you, she turned me on to this about 10 years ago, and I never listened to her, how important sleep is to recharge, mm -hmm. number one. I found when I get a good night's sleep, my morning starts off really well. That is from drinking a glass of water, just mm -hmm. simply from getting your body awake and metabolism from a health and well-being it's a, I do look at the calendar I do look at what's happening I drove an hour to work so part of my morning routine is to understand what happens before I get there to help already be settled versus getting into a fire and trying to put it out the other piece of the routine is is really taking time to you know I like the five second I, I think I indirectly use that but mm -hmm. it's a pretty pretty good key when it's the alarm clock right we all uh, um, yeah, I've actually found I can get up without an alarm clock because I'm conditioned to do certain things every day. And it's it's a, a habit of being able to say, this is how the morning looks. This is what the timeline I have is. And this is what I do every morning to just make sure my day gets off to the right start. When that goes astray, I can guarantee my entire day will go astray. And it's partly it's partly mental. It's partly mental. When my routine changes in the morning, um, people... I guarantee you, most of you drive the same way every morning. Mm -hmm. When you go to work or go to school, you drive the same way. Try to drive somewhere different. Take a different route in the morning. Probably afraid to do it because it'll mess up your routine. Mm -hmm. So it is important to have that discipline. So my morning routine really sets my entire tone. Hi, um, my name is Lily Leslie. I'm a freshman at Indiana University. Um, I had a question for Candace. Um, you mentioned making the most of like the present moment. How do you do that when in the back of your head you're thinking about all the other things you have to do? That's a great question. And that's something that goes on as a day-to-day -day intentional practice, right? First and foremost is repeating and saying it to yourself, be present. Be present. 
And then as you're seeking to be present, you also, the things you need to do, write it down. Get it out your head. Do to-do lists. I'm very, I have to-do lists on my phone or in a notepad. That way you don't forget and you're not like, oh my goodness, I need to get all this done. The other part is, no, it's okay that you can get everything done in one day. That will give yourself relief. You know, that I had to come to that reassurance of saying, okay, you know what? I can't do it all in one day. GM didn't build a car one day. Ford didn't build a car one day, you know? <laughs> It can't get done in one day. So writing it down, being realistic with yourself about time when you set it. But first, say, be present. And what does that look like? So when you be present, you inhale, breathe. Take the time to breathe, inhale, exhale, close your eyes, and look around. And you'll be surprised what you'll come across of being present. Not only can you pay attention to your body. You can pay attention to your surroundings. Like if you're out with someone for dinner, I'm intentional very much to really put my phone away and make sure I'm in that moment because that's the only thing that's guaranteed and that creates moments, that creates memories. But breathe, say, be present, and that will help you just get more accustomed to that and being aware of your surroundings. I think the only thing I would also just when, on the morning routine is find yours. Whatever that may be, find yours. And you may find it in many different ways. I found mine when I don't get enough sleep and I don't do my morning routine, I can go into work and the employees will let you know because I'm grouchy mm -hmm. or I, I, I go react too quick to something. And then it helps remind me, yep, look what happened this morning. That is so important. So whatever it is, you find yours. But try to get a routine that during the day, you can't get everything done in a day. It just can't happen. But you can plan for what you want to accomplish and get done. So the planning piece of everything is just so important. Whether you head off to college, getting where you finish uh, middle school, going to high school, going to college, planning is so important on understanding what's in front of you and how do you tackle it. Because something's going to fall off. But wow, it'll be great if I can get 95% of the things done in a day and there's only 5% that fall off versus 50% fall off. Then you, you really, really got to... Uh, a lot to deal with during those And before your question, um, what I would say is um, if there's something that someone is uh, waiting for you to give to them or relying on you, be honest with them and say, hey, I can't get it to you um, by within this time frame, but I will make sure and give them a certain time frame. But if we, if we try to live up to what the expectation is of someone else, then that's where that, that pressure comes on us because we're not being honest with ourselves as well as with others to say, I know you want it, whatever it might be at this time, but I, I just can't get it to you. So be honest with them. Uh, hello, my name is George Martin. I go to Morgan State University, doing a computer science major. Um, so I have like a little tidbit add on and then like my question. So like when I do, like when I start feeling overwhelmed is like I have this mantra like tunnel vision. So like I like you guys said, set your priorities and like you know what you have to do at the end of the tunnel, but it's one step at a time. So like every time I'm like, oh, I have to do this and do this. I'm like, no, tunnel vision, do this, then this, then this, this. That's like what helped me out a lot. But like this is my question. Um, when you like doing yourself, like my problem right now is like, I'm spreading myself kind of thin. And I also like the way I do certain things, but like you need to find somebody to help you balance the load. How do you find like the right person to balance, to help balance your load? Cause like sometimes I feel like if I give it to somebody and now they don't do it right now, I have to go back and then fix it. So like, how do you guys do that? Yeah, um, I'm gonna start and I know somebody might have an ad. So nobody's gonna do it exactly how you would do it. Find a 70% solution. Stop looking for the person that's going to fill it like you would, because they're not you. And you have to accept 70%. I was gonna say 80%, but I'm, I'm lowering it a little. <laughs> 70%. Does it get the job done? Is it, yes. Is it exactly how I would have done it? Ah, but it's done, and I can move on. And I wanna to add to that, you know, I had that struggle a lot, being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Um, but one thing that really helped me was being, freeing myself from perfection. Perfection can actually cause you to just stand still and not move forward. And so what Lisa shared, no one's going to do it like you. So just give it out your mind, right? And then 
sometimes it's really a gift to you because yeah. they will come up with new ideas and new strategies. So being able to free yourself and say, I'm going to free myself from perfection, but striving for excellence. Mm-hmm. I'd say um, find somebody that you trust that can get it done. Um, definitely, as these two ladies have said, they're not going to do it the way you you would have done it, but trust that person that you trust to get it done. That's very important. Um, I have some people that I would never ask them to do anything for me because I've seen what they do right. and the end result. But there are others that I definitely have in my, and Oprah refers to it as her kitchen cabinet. And so in my kitchen cabinet that I can trust to know that they are going to definitely get the job done, those mm-hmm. things that are needed. There are many ways to make Kool-Aid, man. Yes. It could be really sweet. It could be bitter. Where you want to do is, but you want to make Kool-Aid. And I think it's the 70% rule, um, and keep that in mind. And, and what you get out of the other 30%, you may learn something from yeah. how they did it. So look at it that way as well. Yeah. Thank you. And I like your tip, too. That was oh, yeah. good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. How you doing? I'm Bryce Allen. I'm a senior at Tuskegee University. Um, my question is, so like one thing I've been learning lately is to focus on the important things and now not the urgent things. So like sometimes we get it mixed up like, oh, like things are urgent. Mm-hmm. So I have to get it done right now. But like it doesn't really like contribute to what's important, like to your life, like what you actually value. But me as a senior, like there's a lot of things in my life going on that is urgent. I'm trying to graduate. I got class, senior design grab photos, you know, sending out invitations for graduation, seeing what I see what's going on with grad school. So I'm trying to go get my master's. So it's like, it seems at times when there's a lot of, there's a lot more urgent things that come over my important things and it throws me off my routine. It throws me off my schedule. So it's like, how do you like balance those times where there's more urgent things and important things? And then how do you get back onto your, your normal routine with like what you have planned for your life? That's a Candace question. The first thing that comes to mind for me is eliminate the word try. Mm-hmm. I heard you mention a couple of times try. It's either you're going to do it or you're not, right? And then while you are seeking to accomplish what your goals are and many things as a senior, again, I'm going to go back to write down a list of things you will need to get done. Prioritize them. Put it in your can- calendar. Make room, again, to breathe and don't try to get all in one day. And you may even need a support system mm-hmm. of really reaching out and having a support system to communicate. And you know when people may say, you need anything, let me know all that. Okay, take them up on that. I'm like, do you really mean that? <laughs> okay, let's see. <laughs> and then have your little list of things for when people say, hey, ask you a question, have your list. You know, I could use support with this. I could. And it's okay to ask some people. So yeah. you mind supporting me in this way? I'm trying to get this done, blase, you know, whatever it may be. It's okay to extend yourself of asking for support. Mm-hmm. Morning, everyone. My name is uh, Blake Morgan. I'm a sergeant in the United States Marine Corps. Uh, I want to add a couple of tidbits mm-hmm. uh, that I found. Um, we, you kind of mentioned driving to work. Um, it takes me about 20 minutes to get to work every morning. Whether I'm leaving my house at 4.40 in the morning or 5, my day always changes. But I do find that I always have that same 20, 30 minutes going to work and that same 20 minutes coming home. So mm-hmm. how many of us uh, don't like reading? Some of us, right? At, we've, got a lot of books to read but mm-hmm. I find that listening to audiobooks yeah. they are audiobooks right. too yeah um, <clears throat> that's an hour of my day every single day that I'm just spending driving mm-hmm. could I be listening to hip-hop music you know getting that grooving or could I be learning something mm-hmm. okay yep okay and I don't re- like reading either but that's yep. that time and then the same thing is um, it takes me 20 minutes to drive to work but I leave 40 minutes early because like you said there's always gonna be something that's gonna happen and the second thing I have is um, 10, 7, 5, 2. You got 10 hours being at work, seven hours of sleep, five hours with family, uh, married, originally married. So I got to spend some time with my wife and dog. <laughs> and two, two hours to work out. Now, you gotta, now there's going to be things always pulling on you one way or the other. So if you're not spending that five hours with your family, um, or is that two hours working out? Where is that time going? Mm-hmm. It's, it's getting pulled away from maybe from your wife or your family. How can you 
basically, I don't know, I kind of lost my train of thought. I, I yeah, got you. How can you what, what do you need to adjust yeah. to be able to make right. sure that you're... So you're fulfilling those yeah. things. So one thing would be listen to audiobooks while you're driving, if you do drive, and then second thing. Yeah, that's good. And thank you for your service. Yes. Good, good tips. I wrote that down for me. Yeah. Okay. Good. I did soon. Yes. I love that. 10752. Yeah. This is a great session. I've actually learned a lot and I've been around a bit. I'm Ken Barrett. I'm with General Motors. I'm not trying to throw that in your face to me. Sorry. But, you know, I think Candace brought up a really good point about focus, and I will always kind of put it on laser focus. Uh, you need to be very intentional about how you go into meetings, and I think Candace was talking about you know, the time talking to a professor, what you're trying to achieve out of that. Um, I would just say there's something that you always need to remember as well is you got to respect other people's time. Yes. Thank okay? you. Yes. Because I, I would tell you that I am I'm very open. I try to be able to meet with everybody I can, mentor as many people as possible. The people that come in with a plan and are very focused, they're going to get a lot out of that mentor session mm -hmm. you know, with me or a sponsor session or whatever you're calling it, a networking session. Those folks who are just kind of all over the map mm -hmm. and things run over and run over. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm sure everybody on the stage would say the same thing. You're not going to be as apt to be able to then give more time to that person going yeah. forward. So, yep. you know, I, I try to be very intentional, laser focused on the time that I have try to cut back the amount of time that I need to schedule with someone and just get right to the point as best I can. So respect other people's time. So. That's a good one. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Hello. Hello. I'm Ariel Robinson. I'm a senior um, studying civil engineering at the University of Kentucky. So he just mentioned respecting your time. So as a student, we sometimes encounter professors and like administrators who don't respect our time. Mm -hmm. So how do you recommend us going about that? Give me an example of how they don't respect your time. Um, like if you can't make their office hours and you set up an appointment and they don't show up or someone's late for an appointment, like you don't have other things to do in your day, like a class or things like that. None of us want to answer. <laughs> well, well, so so I'll, I'll take a stab at it. So for me, um, I, I would again rec recommend that you 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 articulate that to your professor. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, I scheduled this time. You know, I have other things going on that you know are very important to me, and I would appreciate if you did you know keep to the schedule. I know you're busy. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes they want you to appease them. You know, but I know you are busy as well. But I have these things going on. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I at work. I have I have a director the same way. Uh, we meet once a week. We have a stand, standing one on one for an hour. And as you said back here from General Motors, I don't need to talk to you for an hour. But I mean, we do it. But then there are other meetings along the way it, during the week. Um, let's let's be respectful of each other's time. I just met with you on Tuesday for an hour. You know, so I have to articulate that. If you articulate it. They'll hear you, and that goes back to setting that boundary, right? Um, they'll hear you. Sometimes it'll take them a while, but if you keep repeating it to them, and you mean it, you know, you show up when you're supposed to show up, do what you are supposed to do, and then ultimately they are going to have to respect that. I think, um, and I'll just, mine is pretty quick. Is, so good news is that will still happen after college. Yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's not it's just your professors. True. It will be others. And, and that will happen. And that is how you, uh, I would have uh, also recommended approach you. You have to let them know. I would also say, think goodness first. Now, when I say think goodness, mm -hmm. they may have missed it because of the emergency. They may have missed it. So when you talk to them, try to understand, you know, why. And, and maybe the why is really something that will happen to any of us. After that, I think there's always the opportunity the next time and the next time. And then you got to keep articulating how important your time is and respect your time in doing it. Mm -hmm. And try to find out what's the, what's the gap between if we actually scheduled it and they weren't able to show, they do owe you the respect of sharing why not. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, would, I would really try to go on the idea of, of um, thinking goodness first and when respecting that, okay, they missed it. Um, Give you maybe give you a, a acceptable uh, answer, I guess you'd say, 
But they do owe you that answer. There's a way to articulate that in a respectful way uh, about your own time. Because you will do that in many other cases as well. And I just want to add a little nugget to that. And I think that's awesome what both people share as we stab at this because it is a reality and it's just may show up in different ways in life, period. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love how Narco said, you know, think goodness first and essentially mm-hmm. think it, they are human. We are all human. So having that reality and also offering an additional form of communication. So if you follow up with them in an email and say, we were scheduled for today at such and such time, and unfortunately we didn't meet, what's an alternative time that may work best? Can you provide me for a couple, with a couple of dates that can work best? That way you're right on it, you're staying focused on what you want to meet about instead of just saying, okay, forget this. And now you also have a paper trail just in case there is someone who isn't doing goodness and they're just being like, oh, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that way, you're showing you're about your business. Mm-hmm. You're saying, these are your target dates I can meet. Can you meet at these dates? Or you can do the other with asking their dates or if they have a TA for a particular thing you may want to meet about. Mm-hmm. And um, I like the email. I would even add to that mm-hmm. email and be super succinct per the gentleman's comments about the plan. You know how if you go in with a plan, they know that this is going to be a succinct meeting. These are the three things I wanted to cover in the meeting. And so that they know that there's thought behind it. They can be better prepared Mm -hmm. because when that meeting starts, they already know what your guys are going to talk about. They may already have some solutions for you, but giving them as much as you can up front so that they can be prepared for that meeting. I was going to play devil's advocate at first and say, you know how I said I block this two hours in the morning for certain things. They block their office hours for certain things. And so during their office hours, though it doesn't fit your schedule, that's the time they've blocked for those conversations. Sometimes you need to be amenable to support that. If it, you know, it's talking to another professor saying, can I be 20 minutes late for class because the office, you know, they all understand that because they all have office hours and they know that they conflict with class times. Okay. What time is it? Okay, we're almost at the at the very end, so I guess we can close. And I want to first thank every single one of these panelists. Um, you guys got a wealth of knowledge today, just the right group of folks. So thank them. Give them a round of applause. Thank you for listening to Making More Minutes: Time Management for Pre-Professionals, a professional development seminar featuring. Senior Recruiter for the Federal Aviation Administration, Tammy Jones. IT Senior Manager for the Boeing Company, Lisa Valle. Plan Executive Director for General Motors, Marcos Purdy. And CEO of I Am A Genius, Candace Cox Wimberly. If you have enjoyed this presentation, be sure to attend the Bay of STEM Global Competitiveness Conference. For more information on how you your company or organization can take part, visit www.bea.org. For college students, contact us at 410-244-7101.